Every hour on the hour, when we listen and gain our knowledge and power, we turn to the no bullshit hour. No bullshit. Hurry up, call your friends. Give me clicks, give me clicks. Share it. Give me comments, share it. Make me feel special. I'll be counting them all weekend. How many now? How many people were listening? No bullshit. I used to be somebody. Oh we'll still stand breaking news. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. No bullshit. We 100% no bullshit 100% of the time. Holiday or not. So get ready for no bullshit news. There's a lot of bullshit going on down here. In the lower level. What's up, Karen? Hey, Charlie. How are you? Good. Fell hour. Wake up. What's up? This is your boy, comedian Detroit Why Red. And we talking? in the streets of Detroit today up, fell to see if Detroit... Man. People no love no Red, though. Let him talk. They love him. <laughs> oh, they do. Like, I think we're simulcasting around the world now because we got our um, YouTube page back from Fox News who stole it and started monetizing it. We took it back. Welcome in London. Welcome in Kazakhstan. Welcome in Gary, Indiana. No bullshit news hour. Labor Day. So let's talk about labor. But first, let me tell you, no bullshit news hour brought to you by Hall Financial. They want you to know mortgage rates are their lowest ever. So you know the story. Take this number, put it on your fridge when you're ready. 248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com. I'm going to say this, NMLS uh, number 1467435. The, nobody comes in your house. You can have a virtual pass-through. You can have a personal um, agent dealing only with you. They give Perfect. you the best service in the world. I've used them. We've used, all used them down here. David Hall Mortgage. Remember, Hall Financial Services is the fastest in the business. Get your refi or your mortgage in half the time of their competitors. David Hall Mortgage. Boom. <laughs> Charlie, I know this is off script a little bit, but I just want to tell you, you did a great job last night on Let It Rip. It was fun. Everybody loved seeing you. You met, That was the best Let It Rip in a very long time. It's you all, was like, this was great. <laughs> it was like, uh, so, you know, Let It Rip is on Fox 2 Local Detroit here. I used to work there three years and some change. I haven't been back since. Really? They haven't wow. had me on. I don't know what I did. Did you remember on Let It Rip to talk over everybody and everyone talk over you? Dude, it was it was Zoom. It's like this. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's fake. It was, no, it was, it was no, good. No, it was, it was good. Cool. <laughs> It was good. It was really good. And but I just, you know, I, I just because I wasn't sure. I know Charlie was supposed to. And I was like, wow, you know, Charlie really going to make it. And he did. So, you know, I kind of uh, let it out a little bit and people were excited and they loved it. I got a lot of text messages and Twitter feed comments and all that stuff. So they missed you, Charlie. And it, they, they enjoy seeing you. So you know, it was cool. See, somebody you know. just said the only two people on Fox 2 yesterday who had intelligence and made sense. That's what Charlene just said. So people are still commenting about it. It's just funny. Good job, Charlie. It was fun. Karen, Karen and I were both on it. So the whole bo no bullshit news hour was <laughs> let it rip last night. <laughs> did uh, did it appear underneath your name? The no bullshit. Yeah. They did? Yeah. They, they Under it? Charlie's name. Yeah, it did. Yeah, really? I, I, yeah, I, I was watching. I was drinking beer out of a coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have told them that. Oh, is that what it was? I thought you really had coffee. Oh, yeah. It was coffee. All right. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> 
You know, what was great about doing that, though, was I, I got to tell you, I'm just going to be honest. What? Please? I hadn't showered in a week. Surely. I, I, so I you put on clean cleaned, clothes and you I, were I dirty? I cleaned my ass in a week. I, I did. Charlie, my ears, don't say that. It's just COVID's gotten to me. No, you're just trying to be a renaissance man in middle ages. They didn't bathe for two months. <laughs> exactly. If you watch those Viking films, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, they died at 22 years old. <laughs> no, just, you gotta wa- see, this is why we're in the middle of a pandemic. People are, you know, they had to be told to wash their hands and now they had to be told to be washed their behinds. Stay clean, people. Stay I clean. Say, I'm not even touching my behind. And you know what? I noticed like. Touch I'm it like, long enough to wash it, Charlie. I'm what? like, what else don't I do anymore? Like. Uh, I was eating a Coney dog and I didn't lick my fingers. I was about ready to. Mm. And I went, yeah. mm, mm. what a quandary. <clears throat> no, Charlie. And I know you don't read the comments, but I'm telling you, somebody, I know I'm just, but Brian is saying, let it rip was legendary last night. People are saying they really come back. So you got to read it. Hey, Iris. Um, so you got it. You got to read the comments, Charlie, so that you know, I know you do. And somebody said, wash your Ass <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. What a, that must be our friends from London <laughs> checking in. What up, Great Britain? Um, yeah, I want to thank you all for you know making that happen. I, I, I love the people there. I that, that's my sure. family. I saw you know I've been on Fox dozens of times. Yeah, since I left, but not local. I don't know. That's a shame. What a lot of good people over there. You know, there's nothing wrong with like being burned out. Like, I worked hard there. I mean, I got shot at, tear gassed, you name it, yeah. you know? And it's like, at some point, your heart gets broken, you got to back off. And, and it's it's mental acuity. You have to step back to get your brain back together. Well, a lot of good work was done there, so. I appreciate that. I, before we go any further, I want to introduce uh, Ed Sarpolis, the official pollster for the No Bullshit News Hour, the... Of Target Insight is the name of his company. Uh, after Labor Day, we are into the real political cycle. We will be talking about what we can expect and our dummy city clerk who can't count here in Detroit. Probably the worst vote counter in America. Got real problems brewing. Um, Karen, what yes. don't you do anymore since COVID? I just got to know. I don't lick my fingers. Uh, Charlie, these these me- these messages are off the chain. So I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm responding well, to some of them, but I'm listening. Go what, ahead. What, 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 is, what, what do you mean off the chain? I'm saying everybody, I, a lot of them. They're all you just. It's a lot of them. A lot of a lot of engagement. A lot of response. So you know, oh, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. You said what? Click, click. Give us a like. Go to YouTube. I mean, uh, go to uh, what do you call that shit, dude? Uh, Stitcher. <laughs> Where, wherever you can hear about it. Yeah, wherever you can get it. Uh, <laughs> download this this thing. Download it and like it. Is that good? Yes. I okay. Like thanks, yeah. Drew. Okay, and everybody is asking too, where can they see Let It Rip if they did not miss it? I'm trying to respond, but you can go to myfoxdetroit.com uh, and they do upload the past episodes of Let It Rip. So you can see it if you missed it last night. Okay. Yeah, so- just don't tell your relatives because then they'll see you on the TV. Then they'll ask you, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah, I know, but everything lives in perpetuity. So, you know, you can, you can find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom. And it comes on. It comes on again tonight too. So you can also watch it. I think like six thirty. I think. Right, enough of, enough of well, are you, are you, Do you work for their promo okay, department, yeah, Karen? I mean, Jeez, they had to get more hype than our own show. It. I'm sorry. Listen, it's Labor Day. Like like Red said at the beginning, I want to get through the news. It might be heavy, but you need to know it. This is no bullshit news. One hundred percent of the time, all the time. 
-hmm. So we're going to get to labor, the news, but first, a couple of working guys with a testimonial from another dear sponsor of ours, American Coney Island. Get your Coney kit, AmericanConeyIsland.com, delivered to your door uh, in the 50 states in the union. So here's a couple of working guys. Hi, I'm Jim Cuter. And I'm Jonathan Johnson. When Jonathan and I are down in the Detroit, we like to stop at American Coney Island. For the red, white, and blue. That's right. And they have the finest Dearborn sausage you've ever put in your mouth. <laughs> Snapping wieners off of my mouth, I could do it all day. And they have this nice chili that's homemade, I'm told. Oh, mm, that's some good chili. <laughs> Top it with Vagdalian and Darnley onions. Val Victorian onions, yep, that's right. Vidalians. Yep, and that sweet mustard. You put ketchup on that, you're just fucking it up. Is it a homemade chili sauce? Oh, that's homemade for sure. Gracie's at home all day, tirelessly working away on it. I love that woman. She is so good. She treats her customers like they're brothers and sisters. I swear to God. She gives the best hugs. I love those <laughs> hugs. Anyways, next time you're down in the Detroit, check out American Coney Island. Don't go to that fool next door. Don't even know what it's called. Doesn't matter. Choose American because you are American. And pay no attention to that man in the bathroom cleaning it. <laughs> Not at all, because he's a weirdo. That guy is a weirdo. We love him. Total weirdo. Doing the foundations this next week. Coming really? Up. Yep. Morgan Man, man. Morgan Man Blues. That's good, man. Because the, the building inspector came by and started busting ass. Because, you know, she owns that whole block there yeah. at the arcade bar. Started busting ass on a little peel and paint stuff. Everything has stopped during COVID. Sure. Right? The remodel and all that. So why are they busting ass now? Well, there you go. Because it's also a political center, of this, right? But you look around, and Gilbert shits in pieces. The other buildings are boarded up. It's all just bullshit. He's got more money. All right, let's get to the news. Uh, I woke up this morning, and one, partic one particular woman was uh, yelling at me on Facebook, calling me an asshole, calling me a uh, Great. Uh, you know a reporter looking to sensationalize stuff. I am not, madam. I am not. I, it is, breaks my heart to report the murder of Wayne County Corporal Bryant Searcy. I knew Brian, really good guy, 18 years on the job, father, husband. Uh, he was brutally murdered at around shift change, 10 o'clock, uh, two nights ago. And what happened was this. They're working Division Two, which is where they put all the murderers, the child rapists, and all, all the really rough characters. It's important to say nine, nine deputies for that whole jail, 250 people in that thing, are manning that, that jail on a weekend. Nine. Hmm. So at shift chains, he and his partner are supposed to go around and check that the, the, it's locked down. Time to go to bed. Sure. Get back in your cell. And they go to check the doors to see if they're locked. One guy jimmied his door open, stuck something in there, didn't lock. As uh, Bryant was going by, guy jumped out, strangled him, beat him, beat him to a pulp, and threw his body under a table in, in, the, in the walkway there. His partner had gone to the other side to do the lockdown. They're supposed to go together. Mm -hmm. But it's so understaffed. It's so understaffed that this has become commonplace. One of those guys was working a double shift. Most of the deputies and corporals are forced to work double shifts because manpower is so low. 
was corporate seriously working a double shift? Because that's, that's what if, was reported. I don't but, know if it was he or his partner. Okay. But one of them had already done a double shift. This has become commonplace. We all 16 know. hours. Yes. Yeah. We all know that it's not funded. The jail is a dump. It's been a COVID wreck that they abuse the workers in public safety in this town. And now you get to see it. And now we have his really unfortunate and sad sad death they are in the middle right the the sheriff's deputies of mm. contract negotiations i suggest to this city this country that you invest in human infrastructure and if we're having a problem with law enforcement you must pay for it you must pay to protect them so they can protect us so we have professional People doing the job who are trained and not having to take shortcuts. It's malfeasance. I've been writing about that place and reporting for a decade. Remember? Fox 2, right? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Yep. It's Labor Day. Sit down at the table and deal correctly with these people because this could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. And now a 21-year-old doesn't have her father. Wife mm -hmm. doesn't have the husband. And the community's lost a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was on 18 year veteran. Again, you know, oh, you know what else they were doing? I got it, folks. I have to tell you. Unbeknownst to all of us, you know how I've been tracking this system during COVID. What a joke. They were trying to move the worst of the worst. In fact, they were doing it, taking the murderers out of maximum security and moving them to the Division One jail next door, which is minimum security, and putting them in the pod and bunk beds. Remember, deputies have to go in those pods and do a floor check, make sure there's no shanks, make sure, sure nobody's dead and bleeding, make sure no guns are being brought in from the street on a string. You just set them up to get pummeled. So Oops. I can report this. I'm told that the sheriff has capitulated on that, and they're all going back to Division Two. All right. Thankfully, a little late. Yeah, a life loss. In the last 10 days, I'm told... Ten sheriff's deputies had the either retired or resigned. Ten. Can't get anybody to do it. They make between thirty-five and fifty-five thousand. It's ridiculous. And that dump. Invest. It's Labor Day. And by the way, number two, where is the firefighters <laughs> contract? Again, they they dug in. They really gave. They caught the COVID. They showed up. The paramedics showed up. They've been without a contract for a year. Labor Day, Detroit, invest in people, lead. This is Detroit. This is Michigan. Fair wage for a fair day's work. Am I right, Karen? You are absolutely right, Charlie. I mean, we've been having this conversation. You've been a champion for this very same thing for years. This is nothing new. And as we talk about with a lot of things, we're still having the same conversation. Um, and as people talked about, you brought this up last night in terms of defunding the police, you, 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 that, that's not part of the equation. I mean, they deserve to be compensated, all law enforcement, Wayne County Sheriff's, McComb, everybody across the board for the risks that they take and the protections that they provide every day. And they aren't getting it. Hey, why? Everybody's calling for retraining. That means money. Mm -hmm. That means money. Yeah. And why weren't they part of this grand bargain in the bankruptcy? That's my whole thing. People say, oh, everybody's been made whole. No, they haven't been because th what was taken away from them hasn't been returned. Oh, hasn't. Which leads me to the next one. The next piece of news that you need to know that you're not being told. We'll go quickly. 
told to me by two cops that don't have insurance anymore. Detroit cops that don't have health insurance. So when they get hurt or their eyes are screwed up, they're screwed, oh which means you're screwed. Nobody wants to get hurt on the job. Here, here's, here's the news. First of all, last week we told you there was COVID amongst the dealers at Motor City Casino, eh, right? Yes. Did anybody in the media pick that up? Uh, no. Did the governor address that? Uh, uh, no, not, not directly, no. So what the fuck? Yeah. There's a problem. Here's what's going on at the other casino, Greektown, told to me by my law enforcement sources. There were five, five shootings there last Saturday. Mm -hmm. Two people were dropped in the streets outside the casino. One guy was apprehended firing a gun in a parking lot into the air. A fourth person was shot in the casino hotel. I've heard nothing. And then this. Do you have that video? It's rolling, yep. Here, check this out. This is in the casino parking structure. This one's going around amongst all the union members in the casino who are worried about their safety. I call the police. They're not even aware of this one. What is going on there? Is there is, audio? Is, is, there, is audio? there audio? Yeah, we can play audio. Hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Wait for it. Heard one. There you go. Two. What the fuck? Okay, tell us. I'm going to give you another one, folks. I know it's Labor Day. We're going to try to keep it saucy and fun. This isn't fun. Downtown, in the last month, 80 arrests for illegal guns. Downtown. Ooh. 80. Three a day. Mayor's aware of it. Chief's aware of it. Police are aware of it. And you're not. Yeah. Do we know where, where, the, where the guns came from? Uh, I mean, uh, any idea? What do you want me to do? Make it? Well, no, I, hey, hello. I'll, I'll explain. Whoa, hold on a second. I'm just calling. Can you give me a list? What I mean by that from is. The gun, from the gun manufacturer. Well, there's been a lot of um, talk about, you know, outsiders coming in for protests and whatnot and agitators. Is that who they were from? Or are they from regular run-of-the-mill street criminals? Or do we not know? Not I don't think it matters, though, Mark. I mean, hell, I'm you're talking about, curious. you know, what's supposed to be the safest part of the city in terms of downtown Detroit. And you've got 80 guns regardless of where they came from or who's carrying them. It just seems That's like a big a spike. Well, let me say this. It's just what's going on in America. Again, we want to put it into a TV context. The agitators brought them. The criminals are coming down. This is just everybody. Fuck it, man. It's just crazy out here. Everybody. And you understand in Greektown, this has helped pay for the extra cops on the street in Greektown. Okay. So that's yep. happened in Greektown. They're, they're paying for that, and they're not getting what they need to protect people down there, and they're paying for those extra cops. Yeah. They haven't been paying as much wow. since they've been closed, which probably explains why they were open. So why aren't we told? We need to be told. You, it's The police are working. Hear those numbers? Police are working, man. Mm -hmm. Got to see working people. Thank you. Thank you. But the government and our officials are engaged in some bullshit Right to keep appearances up, that's not fair. So the narrative, yep. the narrative, the <laughs> bullshit. So, mom, don't go to the casino just yet. I'll let you know. 
and happy There's a lady. lot of bullshit going on down here. Eric Mays knows. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Does anybody say it better than him? There's a lot of bullshit going on down here. All right. Finally, what Whitmer do? Football's okay? Uh, yeah. Governor apparently. says football's okay. Gyms can open up partially. But not the bars and not the movie theaters. And then, as an afterthought, she tells everybody she's extended her emergency powers. Yeah. Hmm. This is after. Isn't that confusing? Well, I mean, that's pretty on par, isn't it, Karen? I mean, haven't. Well, yeah, they all but been I mean, confusing? it's kind of contradictory. I mean, there, again, there's no consistency. I mean, I would rather, I'd feel more comfortable in a theater than I would in a gym. Oh, I mean, sure. so where's the. I mean, it just feels haphazard and random. Sure, I, and we don't hear an explanation as to why movie theaters are still shut down. That I that I've heard, maybe I missed it, but um, no, they're closed. They're no, closed. I mean, but but the, but her reasoning as to why I thought it was really interesting too. There was you know a lot of talk. This is going to happen. This is coming. The um, gyms are going to reopen. There's a presser coming in that press conference. She didn't do it. She waited another day to when she didn't have a press conference, which made that press conference basically a half hour ad for Huntington Bank across <sighs> the state of Michigan with their, uh, the loans that they're offering to people as, as a bank would offer loans. Which became the what headline. Happened, what happened to the last time? Wasn't there a bank that made some billion, was it Chase or somebody, some crazy amount of commitment? Whatever happened to the last commitment? Well, Whatever happened, what happened to it? And confused, uh, uh, help me, I'm confused. Don't banks make loans? <laughs> Isn't that what they do and nobody's actually taking out loans? So what were the details on this? Are they, are they for low-income housing development? That's what I'm told. They're for minority and uh, women-owned businesses. That's what I'm told. Um, you have to pay them back. What's the interest rate? You know uh, the, no one knows. You know what the answer was? We're going to get back to you in five months or so. It, it reminded me a lot. Um, so, you know, pe- people that want to defend are fine um, and then attack Trump. I, I don't know because it, it reminded me a lot of when Trump had that big press conference in the Rose Garden where he brought out the head of CVS yep. and Walgreens and walmart and this is what we're going to do for COVID, and they're going to have drive-up testing you know it was a big thing and it's like okay great sounds like you're on top of it and then none of it happened kind of reminds me of this huntington bank thing in a way like hey there's going to be a lot of loans what what's the information behind it i'll believe it when i see it yeah. well but you know duggan has done that a couple times a but bunch of i times. don't politicians do it all the time. like what happened right. to it what's the impact where's the investment what's the outcome no, no one follows up on it's it. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. And yeah, man, fuck you, Trump, and fuck you, Whitmer, and fuck you, all, all of you. All fix the shit. A lot of noise. Oh. And then uh, Gilchrist <laughs> got up there because he's in charge of the diversity council, so he's talking about PPP loans and how only one black restaurant owner received a PPP loan in this area. It's, so what council? Uh, I don't know. I, you know what, Karen? What is it even called? I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Yeah, That's don't my take, whole point. Don't take what me in the board here. It's a new position for the lieutenant governor, so he has something to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's clearly transparent. But, but, but what, happened, what happened to the Council for Healthcare Disparities? What happened to the... There have been three or four committees that have been established, at least since this, um, since the COVID. What, what are they... What happened? Nice. What are they doing? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I this one was for Black Lives Matter. This was created for Black Lives Matter situation to put him oh. in charge of that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, you it's understand? A, it's, That's how I got started. It's a pat us on, oh. a, on the head okay. and say we're doing something. <laughs> by the way, uh, I tried to do a little like 
what do you call that, uh, uh, watch party on Facebook? Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Sounds I just, like fun. Just, just to do this, just to see what it was, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and to comment to everybody, and I do appreciate you hanging out. And uh, I, I never listen to the show. And then I listen to myself for an hour and a half, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> He's a ranter and raver. I can't tell you. And so I said to myself, I'm just going to calm down and just not yell for one week. No, be yourself. Yes, I did. Like fix the shit. <laughs> Come on. Just fix it. Hey. They like you, Charlie, for who you are. Don't I'll be the calm one. You be yourself. So listen, if remember, fun, go ahead, remember, uh, Charlie, you were you grew up in the era when we were told to do our primal screens when we had frustrations <laughs> and hypertension. Back when guys could do it. Right? Yes. <laughs> Smoke some cigarettes and drink some whiskey. I'm still doing it. I I what am I gonna do? Am I gonna am I gonna have a heart attack first? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Divorce well, first. So you're gonna be your second heart attack or your second divorce. Right. That's the <laughs> Quality people you hang out with. <laughs> Absolutely so, is. So I don't get it. If everything is sort of kind of open and high school football is playing and Big Ten's meeting now, right to, now yeah. to talk about playing football since the high school kids are, why did the governor decide to extend her emergency powers? I would have to assume that she's trying to uh, shut down the legislature, making some moves on her, so she's got control of the messaging. I, I think that's where she's going on this. So explain it to uh, me, Ed, though, because you're a Lansing guy. You're an insider up there. It's really good to have well, I'm you. Not, right. Well, I'm inside. That's correct. I'm actually from Detroit. But the point being is is, is that you got to understand what the legislature is trying to do now. They're trying to take usurp her power. She's won some cases in the courts. But the bottom line, once she loses her authority, she has no, no podium to speak from. Okay. Karen understands it. You're in PR. You got to have a, st- a podium to speak from. Without the without the rule of her being in charge, she has no podium to speak on anything. She needs that to continue what she's trying to do on assume some form of leadership. Well, let's do. Which let's, is why she dragged out those announcements last week that Mark just pointed out. I yeah. mean, so you 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 stagger them, you suck it for as much as you possibly can. So let's do this though. Okay, a lot of people might not know. It's not usurping her power. It's it's. Bringing the power back to the legislature because under the executive orders, she's usurped the power. Now we have, you might not know, listening public, think about this across the world. In Michigan, we have two laws that are exactly opposite of each other. She creates an emergency declaration under the 1945 Act, which allows her to do it in perpetuity. Another act came to fix that in 1976, saying, wait a minute, you can declare an emergency, but after 28 days, you have to come to the legislature for a vote to extend it. But in 1976, they forgot when they passed that to abnegate and get rid of the 1945 law. So now we have two competing laws. It's all bottled up in the Supreme Court. And under the 1945 law, she could do this. She could do this her whole term. Right, Ed? Yes. Well, your bottom line, nothing's going to happen on this law until after the election. There's, there's no way when you have uh, you have uh, Ju- Justice McCormick and all the justices up for re-election that they're going to touch this issue until after the election. They, is- they, you know, you, you remember, there's politics going on on all this stuff here. You understand mm-hmm. that Mary's job is trying to control the messaging for, you know, for, for her choice, which is uh, Biden. Okay, He's trying to look strong uh, because Republicans want to use all the Unrest is for the power supply. You got to understand this is also playing into the fall election and what's happening here. Hmm, what's happening, Ed? Tell us, pollster well, right guy. Now, 
Well, that's happening right now is because, well, first of all... Wait, we're going to do this at the end of the show. Just be tight about it. What's happening? Well, what's happening is, is that things changed overnight. Okay. Trump began. Uh, Trump exposed himself again. There we go. Huh. You mean like, like his junk? No, <laughs> no, Char. I knew you were going to say that. Well, no. you never know anymore. <laughs> it's another dossier coming out. <laughs> well, actually, the Atlantic magazine did a did a number on the president, uh, and the reporter who did it's been working on this story for almost four years. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's not something new, and they've got and they have people who are present uh, when he was in Europe. Uh, for the Normandy thing. They got comments of him basically viewing military people who die as suckers and cowards, or not suckers, but suckers and losers. Uh, so bottom line, they've got a lot of verf by four or five generals or other people in the room saying, this is what Trump said about our military, about our men. You know, you know, you shouldn't, you know, or the fact that Donald Trump basically threatened his younger son if he got in the military, he would disown him from his thing. So they've got this whole anti-military thing going on. And this is almost like the John Kerry, you know, a swift boat operation hmm. right now trump is now focusing on how does he get over this fact is that he let putin basically uh, take out warrants on our soldiers now he thinks soldiers are losers or suckers and he was only concerned about his hair why he didn't go to normandy beach so right now that's where things are changing that's, around because this, this this is getting him off message that's what's going on today and he, he had just found his message because trump yeah. trump was a bruised banana for since since impeachment he had nothing right covid he he just getting pounded and then he found an issue Law and, s- swelled, and swelled up again mm-hmm. he got funny again and mm-hmm. now here it goes so everybody stay tuned ed is going to give us he's he's one of the best pollsters in the business i know we don't like pollsters they're usually wrong ed is not so we'll get to that but let me first um let's bring it back to Wimmer. let me let me do the rant But let me tell you, the rant is brought to you by our friends from ADR. If you're a construction outfit doing business in Michigan, if you're anything, and you're bottled up and you have to navigate the bureaucracy, how do you keep to the rules and grow your company and keep the government's hands out of your pockets? You call Barry Ellen Tuck at ADR Consultants. They're honest, ethical, smart, 248-318-9424 for a consultation. ADR Consultants, experts, everybody knows, procurement, government compliance, IT, property management, get the squatters out, get the government off your back, get the job done right on time, on budget, ADR, 248-318-9424. Now, bringing it back to Whitmer, I got to do my rant. Look, I'm going to say this. I started the nursing homes. I'm going to end the nursing homes. And this is the last thing I got to say about it. We had the blue ribbon panel, right? Yeah. What happened to the nursing homes? Well, by Whitmer's analysis, nothing went wrong hmm. in the nursing homes. So I don't know why she came up with the blue ribbon panel, Karen. I don't know why she's come up with any of these panels. I mean, this is what we were just talking about a second ago. I mean, the whole purpose, in my opinion, of uh, of, of initiating a committee is to be able to have people help you identify not only solutions, but information that needs to be included in the development of a solution. I mean, I hear all these things, all these people, all these names, but then what? I, I think she, I think she needs a task force to figure out what happened. No, to the we had task what? force. What? Two. She loves tax, uh, task okay, force. Okay, let me tell you a political, the dancing city speak. You have a task force or a committee because you're broke. <laughs> when you don't have money to fix something, you create a task force or blue ribbon committee because you're broke. 
And then she they doesn't c- have any money to spend. And they come up with the answer you want. But here's what's funny. Okay. Here's my rant. She claimed science. Oh, and I, I will stop after this and I will wait for the DOJ. Con- it's not coming. It's, it's dead. We're bored. We all want to go back to work. We don't care. But another wave's coming. So here, I read the reports for you. She claims science and data and best practice, but they don't really seem to exist. She wrote some executive orders with beautiful language, but she never really considered the ugly realities of Michigan's nursing homes. That's what I see when I read between the lines of the new report that was issued this week, conducted by a task force, handpicked by Governor Whitmer to look into the nursing home response of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. (laughs) Such reports are written with a flowery pen to hide the stench of incompetence, and this paper is no different. Its findings, as well as a separate report released this week by the Center for Health and Research Transformation at the University of Michigan, funded by Whitmer, down the line, offer a list of recommendations to improve nursing home care. But they avoid laying explicit blame or reason as to why more than 2,000 people died and continue to die or the need to overhaul it at all. But if you look closely at the logic behind her task force, 28 recommendations, you'll see that the elderly and infirm have been locked away in a lightless outhouse of bureaucratic ineptitude. Notably, the 20-person committee recommends that the state continue to explore the option of creating dedicated COVID-19 facilities to keep healthy old people away from sick old people. But just a month ago, Whitmer vetoed a bipartisan bill that would have done just that, arguing it was based on the, quote, false premise that isolation units created within existing facilities are somehow insufficient to protect seniors. And yet, the governor's own task force thinks it's a good idea, even though it's probably too late if we are faced with a second wave this fall. Their words, not mine. Who knows? Maybe we can get this done by the third wave in the spring. Hopefully. Now, both reports base their findings on data provided by the Department of Health and Human Services. And remember, that data is so suspect, it has been demanded by the Department of Justice last week, a congressional committee before that, the state legislature before that, and the media before that. The task force makes recommendations without data or science. That's what Pete Lacido says. You remember, he was on the show, and he was the sponsor of the Doom legislation, right? Remember him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Lacido pointed out that the report reviewed the state's 444 nursing homes, but ignored more than 200 homes for the aged and 4,000 adult foster care facilities that the state is also responsible for. They're not even added in, people. Now, the U of M Center's report found that Whitmer's regional hub system was reasonable in theory. Now, a hub is a nursing home that is supposed to have the isolated space, staff, and equipment to safely care for those with covid who have been discharged from a hospital. However, the state did not provide those homes with personal protection equipment, did not mandate it, and did not track the supplies of it. Nor did the state or Whitmer require separate 
dedicated staff to care for COVID patients only as CDC guidelines recommend to avoid cross-contamination like our friend Brian, the porter in the nursing home, told you all about. This isn't hard. This is what's real. It's different from what's written on paper. Now, member state rep uh, Leslie Love from Detroit, she also appeared on the program. Her mob was in the nursing homes, right? She was a member of Whitmer's task force. You want to know what she told me? Here's the quote. Staffing numbers, training, infection protocols. The words were nice, but in, but pra- in practicality, they were no good. They were throwing spaghetti at the wall. Some nursing homes got into COVID care because they wanted the extra money, which was 5000 per bed and $200 a day. Right. That's what the state was handing out. But they had no staff or the ability to take care of the infected. In one facility, she tells me, they had a curtain dividing the sick ward from the healthy ward, a plastic curtain. Both reports recommend that the new hub facilities, now to be called care and recovery centers, meet minimum federal ratings for care and competence. Now, there's an idea. (laughs) Because the Detroit News reported that nearly half of the nursing homes Michigan selected as the hubs for the infected had below average quality ratings from the federal government. Again, Governor, pretty things on paper, ugly in real life. As for keeping sick people in the hospital until they test negative for COVID, the U of M Center found it to be preferable, but not feasible because of, quote, reimbursement policy of payers. That means money. We all know about money. We all lost a lot of it staying home trying to keep the old folks safe. Whitmer failed. We failed. But hey, the government saved money. And as we all know in America, money is more important than death. And that will be it. I did what I could do here. I think you're tired of it. But I will not let this bullshit pass, Karen. You don't do a report and it goes. And, and you and you shouldn't, Charlie. I mean, the thing about it is, is that you, you're driven. Call me back a little bit after one or two, that is. Hey, Ed, what the fuck? Uh, I'm mute, Ned. Uh, you just took a phone call. <laughs> it's okay. It's like, hey, it's, it's live. Now he's trying to talk but, and he's muted. So I'll unmute I just him. wanted to yell Charlie, some more. Yell at him again. But Charlie, you shouldn't <laughs> let it go. The thing about it is, is that you think about the hundreds, maybe thousands of people that, you know, we hear from that you've helped to change not only their awareness, but so that they do know what's going on. Unfortunately, the right people aren't responding to the work that you've done and they need to because we are, we're losing lives and we're compromising the comfort and the safety of our elders. We are right now. Matter of fact, the call I got was from my uncle who is in a home right now, lucky in a new home in Sterling Heights. But it was kind of funny. We're talking about the issue and I just got a call for that home because they want me to pick them up on Tuesday. Okay. (laughs) And that's the reason I took them off. Well, the point being, take them out. Yeah, I take him out. Okay. But the point being is the fact that when you made that call, I saw the call from the center. Obviously, I, would, I wouldn't have normally picked up the call, but this is at the center. It has my uncle. I had to take that call right. and they're going to call me back after the show. But the bottom line, this is, and remember this, uh, Aaron, you remember this. Every human pro administration in Michigan going back to the night, has always had a problem, some plague of senior homes or nursing homes. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's Angler, Blanchard, Granholm. Everybody's gone through this. Even Snyder. Snyder had a couple in Grand Rapids. Same thing with you. This happens every gubernatorial. They postpone it to the next thing. 
So we even had ballot proposals to try to deal with it. What you're saying? Set back at twelve. Hey, Ed, but, the you're but the reality is, is that it can be fixed. I mean, the, the the solutions to most of the things that we talk about aren't complicated. I mean, like Charlie talked about, you can't you you can't you know allow people that are infected to coexist with those who aren't. <laughs> I mean, it some of this is pretty simple. It should not translate to it's years not, and it's, generations. It's, it's, it's I did not, a study on this. Hold on, hold on, my show. Hold on. It's not simple. No, it's not your show anymore. I'm just yeah, kidding. It's not <laughs> simple because both of you, Karen, it's not easy to fix because Ed is right. We've known for decades that end-of-life care in this country is abominable, horrible. That's why we got wiped out by this and Europe didn't, right? My complaint is, Governor, you had to know too. And to write flowery language and then shovel everybody into these shitholes from the hospital and pretend like you're going to get as good a care as a field hospital is a fucking lie. And I'm not anti-Whitmer or anti-Trump or any of that. I'm pro-people. That's just bad government. Well, the other thing I think people don't realize about this, there are dozens and dozens of nursing homes that people are setting up in their backyards and their own second home or the, uh, the second floor of their homes. These nursing homes, we're talking about the big ones. The bottom line is a lot of people making money on the side doing nursing centers. So how are they going to manage all of those? I know 20 people in Detroit alone that have set up operations for nursing. They're getting money from the government to take care of senior citizens. They're not being managed at all. So, it, it, so it goes back to priorities or lack thereof. And Charlie, I wasn't oversimplifying what it is, no. but it's not that complicated that if you are being paid to do something, to do what you're paid to do. It's not complicated to be committed to just caring about people. If you're in the business of caring for someone's loved one, I mean, then you do it and not push them to the side. We talked about this when this first started, that most of the nursing facilities and senior care facilities in Detroit are trash. They were like that before COVID. Yep. The question yep. is why? Why aren't there, why isn't there oversight? Why aren't there inspections? And why aren't they housed and staffed with people who are caring and committed to fulfilling their job over collecting a check every two weeks? Well, again, That's why well, it's and, and again, and, fact, and, and again, business, you know, we've got to send a fact, People, many people have got rich in, in Detroit or in Michigan setting up multiple nursing homes. They get their daughter set up in a business of taking care of senior citizens, and then his sends up another one, and they share patients between and, and houses license, and homes assisted and all living. This is This is a big underground business people don't realize. Right, and there's a better way to make some money, like my mom used to do. She used to, she used to um, um, have an extra vagina on her hip. So she could, you know, make a little money on the side. You know what I'm saying? It's an old one. I appreciated it. Ed, Ed doesn't get Don't it. Don't say that about your mother. It's Catholic. <laughs> she left too. Oh, you know, Charlie. My mom doesn't even have a computer. Don't worry. She didn't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I should call agree. her up. She didn't even return my call. She didn't even know me. Hey, Maybe it's because of that why. joke. <laughs> I leave her messages. She doesn't. She's never checked a message. <laughs> no one does. She doesn't no know one, how. No one checks. Oh, is that now. what that means? <laughs> She's like a millennial. Nobody checks messages. Okay. Uh, the, hey. the, the end of that is this. Listen, when she passed these, wrote these executive orders way late in the game, way late, didn't even require testing of nursing home staff till July last month, right? You knew hospitals didn't have personal protection equipment. So to pretend like nursing homes were going to have it, like you two are describing, is a miserable failure. I will, we've done everything we can. 
when things come out from the gun, we'll go there, and I'm tired of it. Y'all know. Karen, last night on Let It Rip. Let It Rip. Tonight on Let It Rip. He'll ask the questions of me, you know, because I was in first and all that stuff. Are race relations worse? And I said, no. It doesn't seem to me. Whenever the economy's bad, people lose their minds. Like, under Obama, the streets were on fire. And I said, first two years of Trump or so, you didn't see that. And then a guy this morning, quite rightly, and I, I thank you for having a conversation with me off, off the show. That's not exactly true because the Latinos were taken to the streets. Remember? Hmm. Build the wall, kick them out, yep. dock them. Remember yep. L.A.? And You're right. I, and, and I stand corrected, and that's absolutely right. But I still believe Yes, I understand we have a problem with police, and we and as the deputy chief said last week, we do need to root them out and, and retrain and have something comprehensive and holistic in this country. But I yeah, do, but do. I, when, money, when money disappears, the country goes berserk of all colors. Well, that's the priority that we have in this country. That's how we uh, determine success. That's how we survive. I mean, it is something that people prioritize and unfortunately prioritize it over our safety, over our care, over our health, over everything. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Red, Detroit, comedian Detroit Red, wanted to talk to Black Lives Matter, right? Okay, what are you guys doing out here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And he goes out and he's, he's, he's been on the streets trying to get an interview with the leaders, with the black leaders. And he was promised one and left standing there while dude went off with the white people to eat, which pissed Red off to no end. Red, a black man born, raised, and living in Detroit, wanted to question the leadership about what they're doing in his name. And Red prepared a little... Something for us, because I love red. Mm -hmm. Love them. Do we got it? Yep, here it goes. Detroit will breed Detroit's newest activist group. They do a whole lot. Been marching for over 92 days. They'll shout. They'll chant. They'll rap. They'll dance. <laughs> they'll demand the resignation of the police chief. They'll demand that the feds be sent up out the streets of Detroit. They demand the end the green light and facial recognition. They demand a whole lot, but one thing they won't do is sit down and talk to some real Detroiters who know. Detroit will breathe needs to turn into Metro Detroit trying to breathe because that's exactly what I see at each and every one of these damn marches. I don't see a bunch of my young youth of Detroit out here marching and demanding a change because too many of them have got a break from the police here. I don't see a bunch of Detroiters my age out marching and protesting and demanding the resignation of our police chief because we know Chief Craig has been one of the best police chiefs we had in quite some time. I don't see us real Detroiters, people that I work with, people that I grew up with, people that I know on a regular basis, people that I've seen throughout this city out here demanding that the feds leave the streets of Detroit. What I see is a young group of youth, maybe some from Detroit, the rest from every damn where else, getting together and trying to make a statement. Clout chase, as they say nowadays on the internet. And they're not listening to nobody. And quite frankly, as a Detroiter, they're not representing me. Because they don't even have answers to all the demands they're putting out. 
You want the police chief to resign? Who gonna come in and take his place and do any better in the midst of this chaos with no money? You want the police department to be defunded? Any Detroiter know the police department been defunded here since the goddamn recession. That's why it's so much crime now. It ain't enough police. You want the feds to leave the streets of Detroit. Why? Are y'all gonna go march down these blocks and take all the illegal guns off the street? See, if you talk to real Detroiters, y'all might really know. But since y'all have chosen to take on a militant, self-inclusive attitude with your suburban soldiers, you don't really know. So as a Detroiter, a real tax-paying homeowner, raised kids, been in this city all my life, Detroiter. I respect the fact you want to do something good, but I can't stand the fact that you done brought all this outside influence in here to stir up shit somewhere that shit wasn't stirred. And that's just real talk. If you want to last, Detroit will breathe. You need to talk and get with real Detroit. Well done. And he, um, uh, is this his video that he Mine. provided? This is your video. You were down there. It's out the other night. Um, one of the Detroit Will Breathe marches coming down when we're here. And I, I just thought the makeup and the size of the crowd was of interest. Go ahead and describe it. Go ahead and describe it, Mark. Wanted to let them get their little catchy chant in. I, I would guesstimate what, 60 people? Yeah. 50, 50, 60 people, which is, you know, not what you would think a major protest would be. But granted, uh, it's on what now? Uh, day 90 or 90, you know, it's way up there. He said 92. Yeah, he said he's been doing it for 92 days. But the young lady that was there last night, I asked her, I said, so what is the ask? Which like, lo- what do you all ask Wait, 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 wait. Listen, who, what young lady? A lot of people didn't, don't know what you're Oh, I'm about. sorry. On, I'm, I'm sorry. On Let It Rip last night, Charlie and I were both guests on Let It Rip. Uh, and Allison, I don't remember her last name, represented Detroit Breeds. Uh, and, you know, it was kind of interesting, Charlie, because if had it been my show, I would have asked her, you know, she said she grew up thinking that, you know, the um, civil rights efforts of the 60s, you know, made everything OK. But then as an adult, she realized that, hey, black people were still not being treated fairly. And I wanted to ask her, first of all, where have you been living that long? And what was your aha moment to realize that equality didn't exist? Um, but, you know, I also reiterated and I want to say again today just as Brad said, people in the city of Detroit don't have an issue with the police department. They don't have an issue with the chief. That's not their beef. Detroit has not had the outbreak of violence that other cities around the country have had. And that is for a reason. We have good community policing here. Could they benefit from more training? Sure. Could they benefit from being better paid? Sure. But I don't know who these people are. I don't know what their issues are. I don't know what they're trying to do. And I'm not so sure that they know. Well, to your point. Well, and you also remember, you know, you know, you've been around a long time. Typically, when I was involved in creating marches in Detroit, we had to go outside the city. And sometimes it's safe to find money and organize and pull it off in Detroit. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's why you're seeing all these people don't know what's going on, because typically it's generated by people and leaders outside the city or the state to pull these off. 
Well, exactly. And most of the arrests, more than half of the arrests that have been made during the protests are from people that do not live in the city and some of which some of whom do not live in the state. So we need to really look at this for what it's not. It's not a legitimate protest of anything or any issues that are of concern to people who live in the city, not the people who drive down here for the benefit of whatever, but people who live here. They're not talking to us. To your point, Karen, and to Red's point, the makeup of that march didn't look uh, like the demographic uh, makeup of the city of Detroit either. So it wasn't didn't look no. to me like Ferguson. But it looked uh, very look, white. I'll say this, and I hope they're listening. I know they are. Now I respect your commitment, and I, I respect what it is you're talking about. I do. So I'm sorry. Ninety-two days. You saw it was pretty funky. Cool. Keep doing it. There's some life in the city. You, you, there's a message that you're you're putting out there. But talk to Red. Why, why won't you talk to Red? Red's legit. Red is like almost everybody else in the city. I got some questions for you. You're, you're doing this in my name. And it's just like when I went to the neighborhood, the McNichols Six Mile neighborhood. That dude was getting pissed. None of you fuckers even introduced yourself to me. This is a moment. If you're driving in from the outside, you can actually get, if you're white, suburbanite, you can actually meet some black people that you don't know. And speak to them. <laughs> right. Like, it's not hard. We, we all pretty much have the same feelings about things. Yeah, but Charlie, you said, you know, there's some energy. Yeah, because there's everything shut down. So yeah. if nothing else, it makes it look like there's something going on in the city. But the reality is, is that if you really want a champion for the kind of change that's going to make a difference for the people that you say you are fighting for, you have to talk to them. Word. You have to understand what their concerns are, what their issues are. You can't just make up something or take a soundbite from some television a news clip and say, hey, we're going to go down to Detroit. We're going to help those people down in Detroit. And use a Don't bunch of slogans and college sayings, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you guys feel like the groups and the organizations hurt the message? Uh, what message? I don't even know what the message is anymore. Uh, well, I'll tell you the message that Black Lives Matter. Yeah, well, we got that. But you know what? This is something else that we said the other day, too. We really, there, there has to be a more strategic approach to solving problems when we talk about um, you know, whether it's social then, then, injustices then, then and those kind of things. You mean, Marches, right? protests, all of those things. We've been doing that for 50 years. And what has changed? You, you know, Ed brought up the uh, an edition of The Atlantic. Get this month's edition of The Atlantic. There, I, mean, I have bought several copies of these and passed them out because I, it talks about how you know, the narrative makes people think that things have changed. But the reality is, is that it's not. But when people are led to feel as though that they've changed, then we pull back on making a difference in our own Wait, that sphere, in our that, own lives. That doesn't make any sense because these protesters are saying nothing has changed. Well, no, Charlie, what I'm saying is, is that they don't know what has changed. They haven't, Charlie, they don't, they're saying Black Lives Matter. That has just become the mantra. But what does it mean when you say Black Lives Matter? What does it mean? And I keep saying this, and it, and it seems trivial, but you cannot put a Black Lives Matter sign in your yard. You cannot wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and be afraid to look a Black person in the eye and speak them on the street. So I, Like it doesn't work that way. I prefer to wear fix the shit <laughs> that works too which which <laughs> which why don't we have a fix the shit march well we should there that's, you go that's why i'm saying go to city hall yeah now i got a nice surprise for you ed sarpolis and every other guest that appears on this show will now receive 
courtesy of our friend Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Health, we're going to send you, courtesy of Luke, a fix the shit T-shirt. Hey, all right. How about that, Ed? I I, I love you. Know why I love it? Because I can wear it on Mackinac Island when I see all this shit on the streets. <laughs> the literal shit, yeah. Or you mean that Mackinac <laughs> Policy Convention? So yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll be sending it to Huel, and we'll be sending it to you know wherever we appear, whoever comes on the show, courtesy of Luke Nowak. Thank you very much. At Pinnacle. The fuck is the name of his thing? Uh, Pinnacle Wealth Management. Yeah, Pinnacle Wealth Management. And Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. Let me see what is it. It's just here? Pinnacle Wealth. It's uh, <laughs> it's Luke. I just know him as Luke, man. I just Luke. Give me some stock tips. The, but, ox the oxygen tank. <laughs> Luke the tank. Call Luke Nowacki two four eight six six three four seven four eight. Grow your assets from annuity to individual retirement accounts to college savings. Make the call now. Your politicians, not to mention their kids, and your kids are dependent on you to float the whole damn thing. Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. Hit it. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Thank you. That's our poet. Nice dance, Charlie. Thank you. <laughs> Very sensual. Joining us, if you're late to the show, you're going to want this. Ed, we got to get we got to get done with your analysis in seven minutes. Seven. Okay. I, I promise I keep this thing tight. Ed Sarpolis, Target Insight, the official pollster for the No Bullshit News Hour. Ed, the political season for real starts after Labor Day. It starts Tuesday. Who's gonna win, Michigan, Trump or Biden? Right now, the advantages is Joe Biden. Okay. Because uh, he's he's hovering at 50% or above. If Joe Biden, even though he might leave Trump by 10 points, if he's below 50%, we can still have another 2016. The bottom line, Biden has to hold above 50% to have a legitimate shot at winning Michigan. Uh, I believe my, my gut and my experience says there's about 4% of that's bullshit. You can add 4% to Trump. Is that about right? I agree. Well, here's the other problem right now. Um, one thing that I'm studying right now, the fact is I mentioned on your show before, 22% of black people voted Republican in 2018 in Michigan through my exit polling. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're seeing that same pattern right now, specifically among young black males saying they're, they're, they're not sold on Joe Biden. So we, there's a lot of work to do because they're, you know, you, you're, they're not feeling taken care of. Uh, one problem Kamara has in the black community when she ran for, uh, not you, Karen, but the Kamara basically because she had no strategy for the black male and none of her speeches. And I'm doing some research in black community right now. The black community may turn out and vote, but they're not all going to vote for Joe Biden. That's what's happening in Michigan right now. Um, uh, how, what percentage of voters have their mind made up as to who they're going to vote for? Oh, we're up to over 60% now. That seems lower it's, than I would think. I would think most people would have their mind made up. Me too. No, well, here's, here's the problem is, is that once... By the end of the month, when the AV valves go out, that's when everything will be locked in. There's still movement right now because what's happening is, bottom line, there was Trump was going to begin to get another movement because of all the warriors on the street. Now it's coming back towards Biden. Okay, there's still a soft vote here. And what's going to happen is, is who's going to vote? What's happening is, who's going to vote in November is made up their mind, but how they may vote has not been completed. Okay, in 2016. 230,000 Democrats did not show up at the polls and 150,000 independents didn't vote in 2016. What's happening now is the fact people are just deciding who are going to vote is going to happen. 
lucky for Democrats, the fact that AV votes are starting here by the end of the month, that's going to help them get some votes locked in before November 3rd. Um, what about the enthusiasm numbers? Sorry, Charlie. Well, what, I'm, what I'm taking over. I told you I could talk yeah, to a well, poster for hours. You're the fucking board operator. <laughs> Fuck the enthusiasm numbers. Hey, Charlie, ask him about the enthusiasm numbers. Fuck you. I got oh, no enthusiasm for that question. <laughs> All right. Ed, uh, w- w- what's your gut about the, the mail-in ballots and stuff? How's that going to affect? Uh, well, I think mail- mail-in ballots is the best thing going because, of fact, you saw the increased turnout in the primary. Very good. No, I want to tell you what, you know what the biggest action, sports action is going to be in Ford Field this fall? The vote, the, the the absentee ballot machine will be set up in Ford Field instead of Cobo Hall. Chris Thomas in the state will be taking over the absentee ballot ballot potion for the city of Detroit and managing that. Okay, so if you want to know whether or not uh, most people give uh, win free credit for the voting at the polls, but the, because of COVID and lack of money done showing up, other people did not show up to help with AV votes at Cobo Hall uh, in in August. So right now the state's jumping in. Uh, got just comments there. The only thing right now, they still haven't found the money to pay for the operation in Ford Field enough to cover everything. But Ford Field is where it's going to happen on AV votes. Give me, give me right now. Uh, what is Biden polling at? And Trump? What is it? Fifty forty. Yeah, it's around fifty-two forty-six, something like that. Fifty-two forty-six. Okay, so we yeah. knew about a, a month out, Hillary's up by nine on election day. She was up by three point six. So that's that four percent. Right. He wasn't over 50% when she was up by nine. Do you think in Michigan, this- you have to be over over 50% to have that lead count. Okay. Do you think okay, this is all going to come down to, for the undecided, the battle royale, the Biden-Trump debate? Uh, I think it'll be have a big impact. It will. Because remember, it's going to be the first debate. Because after the first debate, AV votes, 60% of the vote might be over by mid-October. So the first debate will determine a lot what's going to happen because you're going to have to start seeing probably up to half the vote will be done by mid-October submitted. Interesting. If Trump only loses by four points, okay, Biden still has only a 46% of chance of actually winning because of Electoral College. Trump has to lose by five points to guarantee that actually Biden could actually win because of Electoral College. Anything less than four points, Biden can still lose. What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? You mean nation, national, nationwide? Nationwide. nationwide. You okay. mean nationwide? Same way Hillary lost. Nation, nationwide. Yeah, nationwide. Yeah. Thanks, Karen. Jeez, making sense of this. Sorry. In the polls we see right now, um, you know, 2016 was a bad year, I guess, for for pollsters. Do uh, Trump voters get weighted differently? Is there any more weighting to that side? No, the polls were accurate in 2016. The people try to interpret them, and the news media would want to fuck it up. Because the fact is, anybody who was a pollster said Hillary was Clinton was leading but not winning. Anybody knows about polling? Leading and winning are two different things. And yeah, in the last sixty years. No, no, no. That's this. Well, well it, it's plus or minus. Uh, we didn't say it was a hundred percent Hillary's. No, pollsters got it wrong. Now, well, got it I, wrong. On election night, though, I I said Hillary was tied. I did that on January first in Birmingham election night. Uh, no, 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 no. That's no, why no. we have you on election. That, that's why we right. have you on, but you know they blew it. So let's go back to Janice Winfrey, the city clerk in charge of counting the, the ballots. Um, you think she's up to it? Because remember, in 2009, about 50,000 ballots were invalid. We, we couldn't recount them. When Duggan ran for uh, uh, on the write-in ballot, 
about twenty. There were extra ballots. There were extra ballots that were stuffed into things. There were there were, there were some shenanigans. Actually, the FBI investigated, from my understanding, is yes, in thirteen, and then in sixteen, right? We had a recount. We couldn't finish the recount because a lot of them were invalid. Then we found out what just recently. How many didn't the the people the ballots versus the people that asked for them didn't line up seventy two percent of the precincts something like this mm -hmm. the vote so Detroit's going to be important in terms of Michigan that's right basically right now it's no longer in Winfrey's hands what's going to happen with AV votes on election night because it's going to be over controlled by Chris Thomas from the state of Michigan and how much funding comes in to set up that shop in Ford Field. Winfrey's not in charge of it right now. It's going to be Chris Thomas determining how that is run and how it's managed and how many people they're going to be managing and counting the ballots. Hey, should we play the little video from uh, in front of the city clerk's house? Sure, it's ready. Okay. It's, uh, oh, okay. When was this from? Yesterday? Uh, yeah, yesterday, the day before. Um, I should set it up. Janice Winfrey, the Detroit city clerk. Some Detroiters are pissed that she, she's incompetent. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. In fact, when I looked into her before... Over a dozen people, 113 years old, were registered to vote in Detroit. To which I coined the phrase, <clears throat> if you want to live forever, register to <laughs> vote in Detroit. <laughs> except you're going to die waiting for her to count your fucking vote. <laughs> so people caught on to her and her husband, they go to her house. Her husband's on the front lawn. He's got his big fat lab laying there and his garden hose going. And they're taking this to be... Bull Connor in Birmingham, Alabama, That's her teenage daughter, the reality. Yeah, yeah. See, we're losing Karen. What's? What, uh, I mean, you know, you, it, that, I, I never uh, trivialize or disregard a person's right to protest or what their, uh, you know, message may be. But you know, that's that's her daughter. I mean, to say that you know this is your mother—that's a bit abrasive, um, to me. I understand that people are uh, upset and disappointed with a lot of the process and the outcome in the clerk's office. Um, you know, to each his own time, manner, and place for everything. Yeah, because I'm telling you, I yell at the kids. Yeah. I mean, but I, it's, it's, yeah. in, you can see how everything's boiling, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and what happens every two years? It's every two years we're hearing the same stories, whether it's her fault or not. It's another story about Detroit and elections. That's the problem. Agreed. And remember, she came in in 2005 because uh, her predecessor had a fellow investigation for stuff in the ballot box. Yep. And Winfrey's had the same investigation uh, uh, back uh, eight years ago, too. It's, 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 it's Everybody who's ran that office has had the same problem. But the question is, is that have there been improvements? You know, we've yes. talked for decades in terms of streamlining, computerizing, modernizing the process, making it easier for people to vote. 
I personally would like to see awareness and engagement beyond two weeks before an election. You know, given the voter apathy that this city and this county have experienced, I think people need to be, you know, engaged and energized prior to just a week before the election, advised, you know, where their polling place is. I mean, it needs to be, like we talked about with the the, the nursing homes, it needs to be a priority. It needs to be treated as such. Well, I tell you one thing, I, they, they, I talked to Republicans around the canvassing board and they, they're okay with Winfrey what happened at the polls, okay? They're cool with that, okay? The right. other thing that's gone wrong in the primary factor, you remember this, Karen, labor is no longer supplying money to the city to help run their elections, okay? Right. I've been around for a long time, since 72, and every election cycle, Winfrey, her predecessor, whoever was the mayor, labor came in, either on Jimmy Settles, whoever was in charge, said, here's your money to get you a better election. There is no money coming into the city to do what you want them to do in the city anymore. That's cut. And because remember, UAW is on investigation now. They're not spending any money because they're being investigated. Yep, and look at that. That's a nice way to take it out for Labor Day. UAW is in a shitload of trouble, and the former president just pled guilty to bribery and embezzlement shit. Okay. Are you showing us the right way to run an election there, Charlie? Where where is it coming? Can you see it? What does it say? All I can see is a white piece of paper. What does it say? Nothing. Vote here. Do you think Janice, do you, can you see it now? I can see it. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's a ballot. I had to turn your lights off, but yeah. It's a ballot. It says right there, do you think Janice Winfrey can count? <laughs> and, the, and, then, and the people have spoken. No. See right there, no. The big check. On his big check mark, no. She can't. We're going to have another shit show. Um, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Hey, Ed, take us out with the Lord's Prayer, bro. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He, he, he Amen. doesn't even know it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a, no, that's that's a, whole prayer. That's a Cliff Notes version. It's okay, acceptable. Oh, that, that'll work. Well, yeah, but the point being, you told me we had to be done in seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, have a really safe and blessed Labor Day. Power Thank to people. Thank you, guys. See ya. <laughs> and pay the cops. It's a big job getting by with nine kids and a wife Yeah, but I've been a working man Dang, near all my life and keep on working Long as my two hands are fit to use I drink my beer at a tavern And sing a little bit of these working man blues I keep my nose on the grindstone, work hard every day. Get tired on the weekend. After I draw my payment, I go back working. Come Monday morning, I'm right back with the crew. I drink a little beer that evening, sing a little bit of these words. Sometimes I think about leaving. Still a little bumming around Throw my bills out the window Catch me a train to another town But I go back working I got to buy my kids a brand new pair of shoes I drink my beer at a tavern And cry a little bit of these working man blues Here come a working man
Never been on welfare And that's one place he will not be He'd be working Just as long as his two hands are fit to Might drink a little beer at a tavern Sing a little bit of them working man blues This song was a working man 